we all hear tons of business coaches or sales coaches, but I've never really heard of a family coach. I'm, I'm kind of curious at what was the impetus for saying, hey, let's, let's start this and make a business out of it. So our founder realized that businesses have these conversations, executives have these conversations, and they really, you know, frankly, devote a lot of time. And it's not everyday time, but it's intentional time periodically throughout the year. And that's what makes an organization stronger. And he noticed that families didn't do that. And, uh, you know, family is the most important part of most people's lives. So why don't we do things like that? All right, Katie, I wanted to say thanks again for, for taking time to, to join us today. And um, I'm excited about the conversation, but I wanted to first give you just a chance to kind of tell us what, what your role is and what, what your company does. Yeah, thanks, Jordan. Um, my name is Katie Jasinowski. I'm Chief Marketing Officer at Total Family Management, or TFM, as we refer to ourselves. And TFM is family coaching, which is um, a really optimistic, positive way to think about your family from a goal-oriented perspective. So if you're interested in talking about the future and where you're headed and kind of making sure that your most important team is supported and uh, moving towards the same goal, then TFM is definitely for you. How did this company get founded? Because I think it's an interesting idea and it's we all hear tons of business coaches or sales coaches, but I've never really heard of a family coach. I'm kind of curious at what was the impetus for saying, hey, let's let's start this and, and make a business out of it. Yeah, actually, you just you brought up, I think, one of the most important points of that story, which is that so our founder um, realized that businesses have these conversations, executives have these conversations, and they really, you know, frankly, devote a lot of time. And it's not everyday time, but it's intentional time periodically throughout the year. And that's what makes an organization stronger and like I said before, moving in the same direction or an executive honing in on the parts of their career that they want to improve or move towards. And he noticed that families didn't do that. And, uh, you know, family is the most important part of most people's lives. So why don't we do things like that? So um, the founder is Alex Kirby, and he um, started his career for about a decade in um, commercial banking. And then in that role, kind of moon, moonlight, moonlighted as a um, leadership development coordinator inside the firm. And it just really resonated with him. And so although it was not his primary role, it really you know, stuck with him and became an important part of that time. So when he moved on to um, a VP role in sales training for a global organization, he you know, really was into people development and working with his team in similar kinds of ways. And in that role, he was meeting with CEOs of organizations around the world. And, you know, the meeting would end and they'd go to dinner or, you know, be walking out into the hallway and inevitably conversations would go around how they wish that their relationship with their children was better or how they wish that they didn't spend so much time at work. And those conversations were kind of ringing in his ears as, you know, over the course of the night or the next week. And he thought, number one, I don't really want to end up like this, right? I'm, I'm meeting all of these super successful people on paper, but I don't want to be saying those stories. And then number two, COVID hit. His wife was pregnant with their first child and he had a little time to kind of think about all those things and what he really wanted to focus on. And he started TFM. 
who is it for right like we all have families but is this geared towards someone that's you know a high level executive or is it really anybody that just wants some understanding around that family dynamic and how to make it better yeah i think you know i think we hope for a future that we have a service or product for everyone right now it's a premium service because it's a it's a 90 minute workshop setting in a virtual environment just like this with a dedicated coach and a subscription gives you eight of those workshops. So, you know, it's a premium service. Typically we work with um, families that are into really into self-development. Like I said before, goal-oriented, reading books and sharing them with each other, running marathons, setting personal goals, physical goals, family goals, you know, doing those types of things. And, and that's not weird to them, right? That's, that's kind of the best part of being together and, and working on either yourself individually or yourself in your team. So I think it's spending time and resources on what matters to you, just like you would to join a gym, just like you would um, to take a tennis lesson or a cooking class, you know, things that are important to you, get your attention and your investment. And so I think that family coaching is no different. What do these workshops look like? Is it, you know, when I think about I mean, I can think about it in terms of business coaching where I'm talking with, you know, my coach or my mentor. Is the whole family involved? Like, what's the actual process and procedure look like for someone that's that's going through the workshop? Yeah, so um, we're usually working with couples. We do work with single individuals as well, but usually couples, heads of households, partners, and whatever, you know, form that looks. Um, and they go through most of the foundational workshops, the eight in the first year. And those conversations are um, around, you know, the roles that they play and those roles change over the course of our life. But for right now, what are your top five roles? Where are you spending your time? What's most important to you? Things like that. Um, conversations around, you know, what my individual goals are and then what my family goals are with my husband for our children. So you're having, you know, really broad purpose, vision, goal types of conversations. And then there are scenarios. So my husband and I have 13-year-old twin daughters. We've gone through probably 10 of these workshops with a coach, which is a wonderful benefit of working at TFM, I have to say. Um, and, you know, there are instances, we have a workshop around favorite things and another workshop around rituals. Um, those are conversations where our daughters can come in and participate. That's really up to the couple. But I would say that overall, we will um, work with, children outside of the home, adult children. We do have um, families that have adult children. They have the opportunity to come through on their own and establish their own set of values and their own set of roles because we think it's important that everyone establish that for themselves. And then we can bring everyone together and have a larger conversation. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to probe a little bit here, but I think it's, and, and it's good that you mentioned that you guys went through it too, because I have, I have questions about that. When we think about therapy or coaching right like not that they're this is synonymous but it's almost like you want to do it once they're once the problems arise right so was it just because you worked there or was was this something that you and your husband like did like hey this is a benefit and something that you know obviously it's nice that you know you work there and are, are familiar with it but what made you actually want to go through this program and, and maybe there were problems maybe there weren't but why is it important for someone to recognize that hey this is a good step and that ongoing maintenance of a relationship rather than, hey, let, let's wait till problems arise. And then, you know, maybe we're, it's too late. 
Yeah, I think, you know, I, I personally have experience with therapy. I love therapy. It's been very helpful to me in a lot of ways. Um, I would say that therapy is often a, a past looking tool. You're going to start looking behind and seeing where you came from and putting that puzzle together in order to move forward. At least that's been my experience with it. Um, TFM is primarily forward looking. So, you know, if there, if there were a need or a case where a couple that we work with, you know, got into areas that they felt like therapy might be helpful to them, their coach would definitely support them and however they could help to get them there. Uh, but TFM is definitely not a therapy environment. So I think that um, I, I don't have uh, experience with therapy with my husband. I only have it personally, but I think that the reason why TFM coaching was so great for us is that we are those types of people who are, I just finished this book. Do you want to, do you want to read it? It's, it's so great. It talked about X, Y, and Z, or I would say more importantly, the things that really surprised me are, you know, I, I have a great relationship with my husband. We talk about a lot of big things, the number of conversations we have had coming out of these workshops and just as a whole, because we're working with a coach, it's far exceeded my expectation. I thought that we would have a workshop. We would have a wonderful conversation. We would leave energized and just feel good about ourselves, but it actually just is planting seeds. And now that we have a very clear vision of where we're headed, all of the pieces start falling into place very easily. I think that when you decide to make, when you make the decision to commit to, you know, this type of work, you're, you're saving yourself from the time of needing to make the decision, have a talk about something in the future. You're already just in the conversation. So I think that's been the surprising uh, results of our participation for sure. Well, it's a powerful total plan for those, those goals and those successes or, or what that path forward looks like. Is it, um, specific things that come up in conversation through the workshops, or is it just the, the fact of, hey, we're getting this game plan for the future going forward that has prompted those kind of new conversations? Yeah, I think it's probably a little bit of both, honestly, but I, I think the surprising part for me is just the overall feeling of, oh, now I'm thinking about X, Y, and Z instead of just what we talked about in the workshop. I think the, I think that's really the um, residual effect. You know, you're just kind of, you're already in a headspace of, okay, we decided the most important things to us. We decided what we want, you know, at least the next few years or the, you know, whatever to look like. And then all the other pieces that you weren't even considering start to come into shape. And so I think it's that, um, you know, the derivative of the conversation that you had in the workshop that's really meaningful because it's surprising. It's, it's effortless. You don't think, okay, my daughters are 13. What do I need to do, you know, in the next five years, right? And the clock is ticking. You just start to naturally think about things because you've been talking about them, you know, in a parallel path. Did you always, so you said that you, you've always had a good relationship with your husband. Is this something that you maybe would have wished you had earlier or like, what were things that, you know, it's like you see now that you could have applied with younger kids or before you had kids? Yeah, that's a great question. I've never thought about that. Um, I mean, I think probably the easy answer is yes. It, you know, any, anything that I love would have been great to have sooner than I, than I experienced it right now, but so we've been married 17 years. So um, one of our workshops is values. 
And if you would have said, hey, Katie, do you and Mike have values that you, you know, build your family around? around? I would have said, absolutely, no question. And you would have said, great, what are they? And I would have probably written down like 20 words, right? Which is, which feels really good. You know, I'm a, I'm a goal-oriented kind of person. So look, look at my long, long list. But what that is actually is confusing, right? It muddies the waters. And so thinking through what, okay, if I have to choose five, and not only do I have to choose five, but I have to negotiate five with you for us. And then you, you know, for 90 minutes, we had that conversation, which when was the last time you had a 90 minute conversation about anything, you know, just one right. topic, right? And so we walk away and I have them written right on my desk because, you know, we have them on a wall outside my office. And, you know, I think about them a lot, curiosity, resilience, awareness, play, connection. I think about those constantly now. So when we make decisions about what we do on the weekend, does this align with our values? Maybe some people would think that's weird. like. Why are you talking like that? But to me, it makes me feel like I spent 90 minutes deciding what the most important thing to our family is. Now I'm living it. That's pretty cool, right? It's really powerful. It makes you feel like you're making intentional decisions about your life. So if I think, what would that look like if we did it five years earlier or 10 years earlier or right before our children were born? It feels like, yeah, that probably would have made a really positive impact. Is it because it's more the time you're spending then is more fulfilling because you've already predetermined, hey, this is what I get the most out of when we do things? Yeah, I think that's exactly a really nice way to describe it for sure. Well, it's it's just a cool thought because, um, you know, the, when we think about the passage of time, right, like the things that stand out in our life are usually, it's not those those big events, but how we spend those everyday um, moments. And if And if you're not intentional about that time, it can just get wasted especially when you add a couple kids to the mix right i mean because yeah. you're going to be pulled in so many directions so if you're not intentional about it so what is this is this program focused on make is that is that kind of the big goal is making that that time management intentional um or is it around the interpersonal relationships with the people in your family i mean maybe it's a combination but um what's kind of that main focus yeah i think the main focus is really social fitness it's not our term, but it's a term that comes out of an 84-year-old Harvard happiness study. And it's it's essentially the, the health and strength of your relationships. So the Harvard study says, you know, more than anything, our connection to the people in our lives is the leading indicator of a long and a joyful and actually a healthier life. So more than money, which definitely matters more than health, which definitely matters. I think both contribute 10 or 15 years to people's lives on average. It's our relationships. So, you know, the social fitness is kind of the measurement of those, just like you described, everyday moments. You know, it's not so much what does the big, fabulous summer vacation look like, but what does, you know, the day-to-day -day or who do you share your time with or all those tiny moments in your life, every time you interact with someone, it's like, you know, doing a sit up for your, mm. your social fitness, your social relationships. And so I think at the core of what we're doing, we're always talking about that internally, which is, you know, if we can bring people together, heads of households together for 90 minutes, and our coaches are going to speak about 25 or 30% of the time, we're actually bringing people together, right? I mean, I think about that a lot when my husband and I have a workshop, usually in the evening after he, after he comes home from work, because I work from home. And 
we'll get up after 90 minutes and I'll think we might've spent that time together. We probably would have, but it wouldn't have been like that. You know, right. it would have been, Hey, you want to watch that episode of the bear, which is what we just finished <laughs> last night or, you know, do you want to read or, you know, whatever we might do, which isn't bad. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. But I think that when you build in these moments, these opportunities, and it's, doesn't feel like, oh, we have, we should, we have to. Um, it just, it, you realize how much it does improve your relationship and deepen those everyday moments. That's pretty, how did you get involved with, with TFM? So um, I ran a business for 10 years and last year I was taking about nine months off and wasn't very good at it at first, but um just got in the habit of trying to do things that seemed interesting and, um, you know, pretty much nothing, not judging anything, any of my choices. And my husband was a really big cheerleader at that time, just to trust that something great would come along. And um, TFM, you know, kind of crossed my path. I um, know the founder through my cousin. And so, you know, we met and had some conversations and, you know, just as soon as I found out what the work was and what you know, the company was doing for families, it was pretty easy to, you know, want to be involved. And um, they definitely were looking for someone in the role that I'm in now. So it was kind of just this really fortuitous moment. And um, yeah, so it's been almost a year exactly that I've been with the company. How does running a business differ from trying to grow this thing for somebody else? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a lot of, it's a lot of the same things. Um, I think that that helps in a lot of ways, you know, because uh, when you when you go through that for the first time, um, you have a totally different perspective than the second time. And um, it's a, I ran a, an organic kid snack food company, so it's very, very different than this. Although I think that, you know, I'm I'm definitely a connector. I'm, um, I'm interested in building things and, and I'm a very curious person, but I think that both businesses, you know, definitely connect to people. There's nothing that you can connect more with a mom on than how she feeds her kids. And, um, you know, obviously the work that we're doing with family. So I think that there's a lot of synergy there for me, but yeah, you know, when you're, when you're building something, I think, you know, ultimately what, what you have and what you're excited about building and what you're excited about delivering people is just has to be one of the most important pieces because that's, what's going to get you up and working hard every day. You have to really connect with what it is that you're doing. Well, so specifically when we think about growing a coaching business and mm -hmm. you're, you're thinking about the marketing aspect outside of coming on podcasts and talking about it, what does that game plan look like? And this is more for, I just know that there's a lot of like coaches and, and entrepreneurs that listen. Um, so I'm kind of curious at your thoughts of, especially with the background that you have, like, what does it look like when it's, I mean, most businesses and marketing are, are kind of similar, but it, it's kind of specific in that, you know, trying to scale something that's so um, intimate, like with someone else, I just feel like is, is difficult. Yeah. So we, um, we actually, I would say probably 90%, 85 to 90% of our clients um, are either subscriptions purchased by wealth advisors or introduced to clients through wealth advisors. Um, a lot of these conversations are important in those relationships because, you know, there's sort of the whole non-financial aspect of what wealth means to people and their relationships, their families fall right in the middle of that. And so I think that financial advisors are sort of that resource 
to their clients of making sure that they're supporting their family well-being. And so um, a lot of our marketing efforts just align with those folks because um, that's primarily where our business comes from and our clients come from. So some of them are purchasing subscriptions for their very important clients, or they're simply introducing us to families who are, like I said before, really goal-oriented, interested in these conversations themselves, and then um, they subscribe themselves. So is it typically people then, I mean, have they had these conversations before, like that your work, like that, that, that come into it? Or is it because they're, they're making these decisions about money, such a huge aspect of a, of a relationship that, you know, someone at least fortuitously saying, hey, this is something that you should, you know, consider. How, so how does that dynamic work when people are first coming to TFM? So from the client perspective, you're asking? Yeah, like, is it, do they have, yeah, like, have people typically had these conversations before? Or like any conversations with their, about, you know, hey, these are our future goals. Is it is it typically that type of person? Or is it because they're making the decisions about money that they're saying, hey, now we need to actually think about this stuff? I think that what we're seeing is a lot of people are having these conversations on some level, but typically the beginning of the conversation. So I think a lot about um, when I think about the values workshop experience that I had, I think that's very reflective of what a lot of people experience, which is I've talked about my values before. I know my values, no problem. And then you get into the workshop and you realize how much further you could have taken it or what comes you know, after 30 minutes of that conversation and, and where you take the conversation with your partner or things like that. So I think it's um, a little bit more of the depth of the conversation. And then also we're introducing, I think social fitness is a new term to most people. That's at least been our experience. So it's not that the, you know, when you explain social fitness, it seems to make perfect sense to people, but I don't think that many of them in our experience have devoted much energy around it specifically with, you know, social fitness in mind. So I think that it's kind of a combination of, you know, depth in certain areas that people have already spent some time and then introducing new ideas and topics that are in alignment with those kinds of conversations, but they've never experienced before. Does the program touch on like, so when we think about social fitness, it's not just with our spouse and with our kids. So how does the conversation around like, hey, our social circle and outside influences, what does that look like inside the program? Yeah. So you start to, you know, some of the questions are asking you questions that are drawing that out exactly what you're saying. Who, you know, might you call in the middle of the night? You know, who are the people that you're spending your time with? Who do you want to spend more time with? Um, you know, it's, it's getting you to think about, you know, that, that old saying of, you know, the five people in your life are the most influential. Mm. So thinking about who is that? Who do I want it to be? You know, who do I want it to be in five years? Those types of things. So you can really start to see the benefit that those people are bringing into your life and vice versa. Um, but exactly what you said, it's not just your family. Um, you know, I say to my husband, often he, he leaves the house at 630 in the morning and he comes home at 630 at night. And so you think that's a lot of time with other people. You know, you really should enjoy your work and you should enjoy the people that you work with. That's a big part of social fitness. So it's also just, um, you know, we obviously talk a lot about family but how, you know, if he wasn't great at work, if he wasn't happy with those relationships, that does affect us too, right? Mm -hmm. So I would say the other 10 to 15% of our business is um, executives at companies will purchase TFM for their leaders as a way to say, 
I know being stressed at work is not always about work, you know? And so if you're better at home, you'll be better here. And, um, you know, it's kind of like a family assistance program instead of an employee assistance program, because we really need to think about both sides of that and how all of those relationships are affecting us everywhere we go. Did you find that the, the, the deeper thoughts about the, the social fitness um, actually had an impact and, and directly changed maybe those social circles for you guys? Like, I'm just curious, because it seems like you guys have already had you know, some of these conversations, you're already communicative, you already had older kids, you know, so you kind of had a, a set social circle Did having a deeper conversation make you realize, oh, well, maybe this should change a little bit. Or was it kind of reassuring that we've, we've done the work already and, and kind of maybe even subconsciously surrounded ourselves with with like minded and, and, you know, positive people? Yeah, I think that um, it's probably reinforced more than changed dramatically. However, I would say um, I tend to be a, let's just widen the circle and bring everybody in and to the party <laughs> and kind of person, right? Yeah. And so that was a little eye-opening for me because, you know, my husband has actually said to me in the past, like, maybe, you know, focus a little bit more and think about those relationships. And so I think that that for me, I can't speak for him. Uh, that's a good question to ask him later. But I think that that was one area that really popped for me in terms of if I had to choose, right? If I couldn't, because, you know, we host big groups of people at our house a few times a year. And I notice that if there's a big group, I'm not spending very much time with everyone. When mm -hmm. there's a small group, it's actually way more fulfilling. Feels good at the time to look around and like the whole backyard's full and that's so fun. The music's on, everybody's having a, you know, plate of food or whatever, but the meaning and the connection that you're actually feeling from those smaller groups is different and maybe deeper, like we were talking about before. So I think that has been, you know, probably what I've taken away from that conversation for sure. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, I think I asked for selfish reasons because I'm kind of like you where it's, you know, I'm I'm way more, hey, let's let everybody in. Let's be, I befriend everybody where my wife's like, you know, if she realizes that a relationship has become toxic, she's fine cutting it off. And I'm like, that's, it's just, a, it's cool. I mean, we balance each other out in that sense, but I'm like, I wonder if you actually sat down and, and spent the time doing the work of saying, you know, this is the impact that it's having on, on us and our kids and everything like that, if it, if it would change. So that's, I appreciate the perspective. I think I'm using you as, as a uh, coach right now. <laughs> what is, what is the next steps for, you know, even for you or for the business as a whole? look like so you guys are working with you know kind of a, a specific set of people what what does growth look like um in that space yeah i think you know um working directly with families is something that we, we've had people find us on their own which is just this wonderful experience because we're not out there you know b2c marketing um and i think that there there's obviously you know a group of people that that we would speak to that would be interested in this. I think finding, spending more energy around that is probably, you know, in the future. Um, but we're trying to be really intentional with our efforts. We're coming into our third year. So you want to be focused. You know, I think it's easy to spread yourself too thin. So um, it's hard to focus, but I think it's really important. And that ultimately just leads to more success. So I think 
broadening out in strategic ways is in the future. And um, I think that direct to consumer is probably, you know, a great piece of that for sure. Yeah, because I mean, it would be difficult with the level you guys are kind of talking at to make it affordable, right? Like to almost build out like courses that people could take. But I mean, maybe, maybe that is something you guys are already thinking about. But I was sitting there thinking like, you know, it's such an involved conversation, right? That scaling that just could be difficult. But I guess that's why they bring on people like you is to to figure out those problems. <laughs> that's right. I think there is a future state of TFM. I mean, one thing I haven't mentioned at all is Relate, which is our online portal. So every um, client of TFM has a subscription to Relate and it's where you meet your coach in a video setting. It's where you schedule your workshops, but it's also where you house the output of your workshop. So um, if I logged in, I would see pictures of my family that I've uploaded and there's information on all of us and our roles and our values come across the screen. And so every time you complete a workshop, something new pops in. It's kind of like a family time capsule. Mm -hmm. So I think that, you know, in the future, there's probably a relate only version where you can you know, be prompted through some of these conversations. I do agree. We don't, that solution doesn't exist, but I could see it existing um, when we can take best practices from all of our clients and really deliver that in a meaningful way. But, you know, I get excited thinking about my daughters having my subscription to relate in the future and being able to look back and say, wow, this is what mom and dad talked about when we were 13. You know, that's something that, you know, my dad passed away seven years ago. I can't imagine what that would feel like to have you know, just any record of these kinds of conversations. But it's a powerful example to them too, right? For their relationships that, hey, you know, my mom and dad were willing to, to make this effort and look at these things. This is obviously something that, that we should do too, right? Yeah, I, yes. I hadn't really thought about that way, but yes, that would be incredible for them to think that if they opened it up. Well, I have like uh, very young kids and you just start to realize how much they, it's like the things you say to them aren't what they uh model back it's like the action <laughs> yeah it's it's what they see you know what i mean so it's just so cool that like you said that there's this little time capsule that they'll be able to look back and and see what what you guys were doing at that time it's part of the reason i do this this podcast i think is i think it'd be neat for kids one day to look back and say these are the conversations that dad was having you know because i like you said you know i lost a, a grandfather recently and it's like that'd have been so neat to see a, a time you know, lapse of the things that were interesting to him or the things that were going on in, in life. And I think that, you know, even if nothing big ever comes from this, at least there's something there that, that people can look back and see, or at least my, my people. Yeah. I think that's so important. You know, when you lose someone, you realize how quickly a life gets packed up and, you know, it's just, you don't want to lose all those little details. They're so important. And that's, there's so much of our legacy that we can't control. But, you know, if there's any piece that you can control, you want to you want to make sure that you tell these stories or make sure you share this little bit of, you know, your time here with the people that you love. So, yeah, I think that's really powerful. And I do think I mean, that's that's pretty cool to think that your kids would turn on your podcast and listen to all the conversations you had someday. Well, it's probably going to be someday when they're like, you know, I'm not around anymore. And they're like, I wonder, you know, but I do think it's kind of interesting that it'll live forever, you know. Is legacy something that you guys talk about in the program too? Or is it something that you and your husband have talked about through these these conversations? Yeah, it's definitely um, in the conversation at TFM for sure. I think that 
I don't know that I ever really talked about it before I worked here. Uh, I never, I never really thought about it, even though I had lost, you know, people in my life and you, you do think about it, but I don't even know if I assigned that word to it necessarily. It's more like memories, you know, just kind of like all encompassing. Um, But I think legacy is much deeper than that. It's like what we give each other, not just what we remember of each other. And so I think we talk a lot about legacy in terms of, you know, just also taking a little bit of the pressure off of that word because it's very heavy. So if I talk about the five most important roles to me right now, but then I acknowledge that in two years or five years or 10 years, they might change several times, then, okay, I'm just, I'm impacting my legacy just by acknowledging that and talking about it and figuring out who I am to your point, I'm, I'm leaving an example of, I'm always, you know, open to growth. I'm always looking, you know, for what I want. I'm also con- always considering, you know, those things. I think sometimes I'll share TFM with people who are maybe approaching retirement or already retired. And I have heard the phrase more than once, I'm already done. And I don't think so. You know, I think, you can be, I think people that are approaching retirement, I've, I've spoken to many of them. They're, they have a lot of questions. They have a lot of thoughts. They have a lot of hopes. You know, retirement is kind of this fuzzy thing off in the distance until you get closer and closer to it. And then it's like, mm-hmm. what do we actually want this to be? Those are really important questions that deserve a lot of attention. And you should want it to be whatever you want it to be, right? Um, because traveling the world and sitting on the beach sounds great, but what are you doing on Tuesday when you need to pay the bills? You know, there's details in there somewhere. And so I think it's good to have a place to talk about, you know, what do I want my next two years to be or my next five years to be? And that will be my legacy, you know, that I took the time to figure it out. I think you, you hit on a really important point there. It's like, we get caught up in the words of it because legacy does feel heavy. And it seems like, well, that's something that an important or a famous person would have as a legacy, yeah. but it's that, what we you know have brought to other people that's that's the simplest way to think about it and it's not that you know it's leaving down generational wealth or this or that but that impact that you've had on the people around you is is your legacy whether you want to use that term or not that that's what Mm -hmm. it is did you guys think a lot about family values before this i've heard you bring that up a couple times so had you guys determined values before or was it prompted from these conversations as well personally in my family yeah no never never in that never in that way honestly right. I mean like I said before if you would have asked me I would have said yes and I would have like we have, I would have come up with an answer really quick but honestly no I never I never had that conversation with my husband which is interesting given the kinds of conversations we like to have but that's I think kind of the point and why I share it because mm-hmm. this it's not like this is a masterclass for like, really, you know, you have to be this kind of person. If you're, if you hear the word, you know, coaching or goals and you feel energy and optimism and like, yeah, tell me more about that. This is a great place for you. You know, that might not be for everyone and that's okay. Um, But I think that if you kind of have that hopeful, optimistic, forward looking approach to your life, then coaching sounds like a great idea. And so you, and, and you might be surprised at how many things you haven't already talked about, um, even though you are that type of person, because that's been my experience firsthand. 
That's awesome. If what's the easiest way for people to get started or get more information? We'll put links obviously to um to the site and everything like that in the show notes. But you know, if they have specific questions or hey, I want to get started, what's the best way to do that? So totalfamily.io slash offer. That just gives you an overview of the first year subscription, the eight workshops. You can literally sign up on that page in about three minutes. And yeah, there's a way to reach out if you have questions. And hopefully that just gives you a broad idea of getting started with DFM. Katie, I, I really appreciate you sharing so much about your experience with it, um, your experience as a whole, and then, you know, what the value that I think TFM can bring a lot of people. So I appreciate the time and, and kind of walking through that for us.